I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Let me just remind you that tomorrow, Aaron Mendenhall will be joining us. We talked with Luz Escamilla today. By the way, did you see that uh, Mayor Jackie Biskupski has endorsed Luz Escamilla? for her run as uh, the next mayor of Salt Lake City. It'll be interesting to see how that plays and how that resonates amongst the uh, voters out there. But we talked with Luce today about uh, the housing issues in general, but specifically affordable housing tomorrow. And Erin Mendenhall will join us and we'll chat with her as well about that specific topic. Uh, We're trying to be very fair in the coverage of the Salt Lake mayoral race. And then, of course, there will be the debate. I'll moderate that debate uh, coming up on October 21st. We're getting your reaction today to <laughs> so many things that are unfolding. But when President Trump tweeted and uh, seemed to indicate that there were, he had heard that there were a lot of Utahns who were uh, having second thoughts about their vote for Mitt Romney as our junior senator. And uh, the, uh, this morning with Dave and Debbie, we got an uh, interesting response on that. I thought it would be interesting to turn the tide on that just a bit. Uh, what is fair for one is fair for the other. And we're asking, uh, do those who voted for President Trump, after all, Utah was a supporting state of President Trump in 2016. Do you have any second thoughts or regrets about your vote for Uh, Donald Trump as president of the United States. And then also I'm encouraging people to comment on Mitt Romney as well. And if you are still a strong supporter and tend to continue to be a strong supporter, we want to hear from you. And we're going to share some more of the uh, voicemails that have come in in a few moments. But I wanted to share some of the texts. I've been a little negligent there. And I really appreciate uh, this person. It's the, no, wait a minute, there's been one new message that has come in since. But this person, and I want to thank them. He said, Doug, I seldom agree with you. However, you always make me think. Thanks. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that and how much that means to me. And I've I've said often, if I ever get off the air uh, after a show... And have not reconsidered something, been exposed to an idea that perhaps modified a thought or even somebody else's point of view that reinforced my own viewpoint. But in a thoughtful way, you know, I've failed myself and I've failed you. I've failed you. This person said, uh, Doug, in this country, we have lost the ability to correctly call balls and strikes for our candidates. And most of all, our federal candidates should not even be playing. This person said, thank you for your voice of reason through these chaotic times in politics. I'm now independent because the Republican Party is not what it used to be. You know, the Republican Party, it's interesting that our our texter would mention that because every party, every organization will evolve a little bit and will change a little bit. Sometimes it's to knock off some rough edges. Sometimes it's uh, to become a little more 
perhaps open. Uh, Ronald Reagan was famous for doing that with the Republican Party, creating what was called the Big Tent. You look at Theodore Roosevelt and some of his, dare I even use the word, progressive ideas on uh, what the United States was, what it should be, who should be included, our position in the world, our responsibility for the land, our responsibility for the environment. And then you go back to the first Republican president of the United States and look how radical, look at how radical he was, but also how measured he was, and that was Abraham Lincoln. And you look at how over the, uh, the period of time, he modified his views on things as he was exposed to better and more persuasive arguments, especially when it came to slavery. It was very, very interesting to watch that. But the the Republican Party, at least at one time, was the party whose main goal was to expand freedoms and to take responsibility and be responsible and progressive. I know that's such a dirty word nowadays. But it's interesting. I mean, when my great-grandfather ran for Congress in 1912, uh, he had been a state senator, president of the Senate. Uh, he had he was, at that point, considering a run for the governor's chair. But he decided to run for Congress, and at that time, Utah had one congressional seat. And he actually ran on the, heaven forgive him, the progressive ticket. But guess who was at the head of the progressive ticket the Bull Moose Party. It was Theodore Roosevelt. And there were things that were so important to Theodore Roosevelt about what this country was, what it should be. Very, very interesting. And the Republican Party, we were the party. And, and I am a Republican, so I'm speaking uh, as a, under the, the big we here. But there was more support for women's suffrage out of the Republican Party than there was at the time in the Democratic Party. You can even go back to President Grant in the 1870s. There was more support for civil rights from the Republicans by a long shot than Democrats. Uh, so it, it is interesting. The The president has, has uh, not the president, I was reading a note here, but the Republican Party has changed. Is the president giving this comment right now? Okay, let's join this. The president is giving a live comment about Syria. Let's join that in progress. 50 soldiers in the area you're talking about. And I said, we want to bring our soldiers back home. It's been a long time. Again, we were supposed to be in there for just a tiny spot, like a 30 to 90 day period. That was many years ago. It's time. The Kurds themselves have lost thousands of fighters. That's true. And we've lost a lot of fighters, too. Well, we're going to try. Uh, if you look at some of the Kurds, as you know, that was that's a natural enemy of of Turkey. Uh, in, you know, specifically, as I said, I mean, they have natural enemies. They've been fighting each other for somebody said today hundreds of years. I mean, one historian said they've been fighting for hundreds of years. We interject ourselves into wars and we interject ourselves into tribal wars and revolutions and all these things that are very, uh, they're not the kind of thing that you settle the way we'd like to see it settled. It just doesn't, uh, it just doesn't work that way. But uh, hopefully that'll all be very strong and strongly done. We're spending tremendous amounts of money. I can tell you the two countries that are most disappointed that we're leaving are China and Russia. 
because they love that we're bogged down and just watching and spending tremendous amounts of money instead of continuing to build our forces. We have tremendous new weapons under development now. We have weapons that nobody can even believe. We're going to be making some stops over the next four or five weeks. Some we show, some we don't show. But we've rebuilt our nuclear. We've uh, renovated and rebuilt nuclear. We're building submarines, the likes of which is, they've never been even thought of before. The, uh, the genius of them, hopefully, and hope to God we never have to use them. But we are doing what we have to do. But we've been there for many years, long, many, many, many years beyond what we were supposed to be. Not fighting, just there, just there. And it's time to come back home. But I can understand the other side of it. But if you go by the other side, that means we should never, ever come home. We should never, ever come home. And, you know, I have to sign letters often uh, to parents of young soldiers that were killed and it's the hardest thing I have to do in this job I hate it I hate it Afghanistan I signed one the other day Iraq uh, Syria they get blown up by mines they get uh, taken out by a sniper and I have to write letters to people and we make each letter different each person is different and we make them personal, but no matter what you do, it's devastating. The parents will never be the same. The families will never be the same. People are killed. Many people are still being killed. It's going to go on that way for perhaps a long time. Uh, and we're willing to do what we have to do, but there has to be an end game. And if you stay, it's going to be the same thing. Eventually, you're going to have to leave. It's going to be the same thing. So... I think what we're doing is the right thing. A lot of people agree with me. A lot of people agree with me. And again, you go back and see my speeches. A big part of my speech, and always when I won what some people consider to be a surprise election, now I just see a, a poll that just came out where I'm up massively with independent voters. I don't know if it's this or because of the hoax, you know, that's going on with Nancy Pelosi and her, her, uh, her friend uh, Adam Schiff. He's another beauty. He got caught lying all over the place. He doesn't know what to do. He's a mess. Right now he's a mess. And everybody knows it. Just all you have to do is a little good reporting. You'll see he's a total mess because he got caught. But, you know, we have to do the right thing for our country, whether whatever it may be. And I just think that's the right thing. I respect both opinions. The problem with the other opinion is when do we leave? When do we leave? We're going to stay there forever? Yeah, Jeff. The president uh, making comments and, and taking a few questions regarding the announcement to uh, pull troops from northern Syria. We've uh, talked quite a bit about that today. Let's go ahead and take a brief break. And when we come back, I'm going to devote all of our remaining time to quickly going through the uh, voice messages that were left for us and some of the texts when we were asking about uh, regretting a vote for Mitt Romney or regretting a vote for President Trump. That's coming up. <laughs> 